This week on Show Me Your News. New stages and the Tower of Smash rumor in the Smash Brothers update. Smash Brothers 3DS impressions and Tokyo Game Show 2014 are discussed. Also, the sale of Mojang to Microsoft is official, PlayStation TV is a couple weeks away, the establishment of Shinra Technologies is our hilarity of the week, and much more. Our guest is Ninja Link, veteran competitive Smash Brothers player, early analyst for Smash 4, and longtime friend of the show. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, but you can call me Peter, and I am finally hauling ass on my thesis. I am Solhara, but you can call me Miles, and I did well and poorly this weekend in Project M. I'm Evie, you can call me Rachel, and I'm recovering from a kidney infection. Oh, that's not Uh fun. It's been very painful. But recovering is the You you must recover? (laughs) (laughs) I must construct additional pylons. All the more reason to play more games. Well, we are part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com, and our top stories today for episode 168 of the podcast on Sunday, September 28th, 2014. Smash update, it's the kind of the downturn of all of the different not-dojo updates on the Miiverse because, you know, the game is out in Japan, so we're getting some small things here and there starting to actually go towards the Wii U version of the game. We also have a leak to talk about that it's a text-based leak, but we'll mention it because in case it comes true, we'll kind of have something to look back on. Also, our guest, which we'll introduce shortly, has been playing time with the Japanese version of Smash for 3DS, and since the game is out in less than a week in America, we'll get some hands-on opinions and perspectives from him. Tokyo Game Show happened last week. News to come from that. Our holiday of the week. Well, Square Enix is starting a new cloud gaming service, and you won't believe what they've called it. We have stories in our story pool, games that are out recently. We'll talk about the games we've been playing, and we'll finish off with our YouTube video recommendations. Our guest today, though, it has been a long, long time since we've had him on the show. Episode 46, I think, and we're now on 168. We are glad to welcome back Ninja Link to the show. Welcome, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, I mean, we're watching your Smash 4 videos that you've been putting up. And we're like, yeah, it's been a long time since we had Ninja Link on the show. Let's talk to him. Let's talk Smash 4. And I know you've been, been very busy, hard at work to get those prepared. Yeah, it's been very stressful. Me and other people were trying to pass the game back and forth to speed up the process. Mm -hmm. Still took about a week or so. Wow. I mean, it's good that there's a lot of depth for unlocking things in Smash 4, but... Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of dedication to get that out to the public and get that information on our hands, so we thank you first off for that. I want Mm -hmm. custom moves to be... I want them to be in, like, almost, I guess, tournament standard. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be yeah. great to do that. Absolutely, you have more you know flexibility and more people get to play their play styles. You don't have to necessarily talk about a character being broken. You may you know end up banning one movement instead of banning a whole character like Meta Knight. Yeah. Anything like to the turnips? Peach and the turnips, that'd be banning online. Yeah. Banned. <laughs> <laughs> banned. Let's talk Smash 4, though. And we've seen some of these you know, post-release updates now from Sakurai. Uh, you know, talking about Conquest mode in Japan. It's, uh, it's kind of a, a strange little mode that they have there. And it was a, a post-patch you know, release mode. So it says, in this mode, the game aggregates global wins among specific teams during a limited time and determines the victor. If you choose a participating fighter with the with anyone option, you'll be automatically participating in conquest. It doesn't make sense. I think it's like you get to see wins from different countries. Okay. So say like a Dynasty Warriors, where if you take over a certain region, it becomes your color. It's, I think it's probably something like that. Okay. But, but a worldwide type of thing. Interesting. I'm not sure I necessarily see the value in this, huh. though. I mean, you're going to have other modes that are going to be much more valuable. Even Spectator, I think, you're going to have more you know, to do there. They did confirm you know, the Street Smash oh. as the Street Pass mode, though. That would be kind of interesting, just sort of like, I do a lot of traveling because mm-hmm. I like trains. <laughs> but more of a reason than that, but I'll just go with I like trains. And, okay. you know, you do get a lot of Street Pass down there, so I think after it's released and I go back on public transport, that'll be amusing to do, like, you know, like, battles with random people, maybe sitting somewhere down on the train near me. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely more of a thing that uh, other countries, not America, you know, definitely benefit from when you have the public transportation. Though I think a lot of people have been making similarities to the world ends with you, Mm -hmm. and they've kind of been making comparisons to kind of like the top mode in that. So you're kind of like charging up, you know, a little burst attack with your your tops and moving around and trying to stay on the stage. And you know, the more people you knock off, the more rewards you get. So it's just a fun little game there. Castle Siege is back in the oh. Wii U version. I believe the Castle Siege, they showed off the second thing about how you can still fight the statu- hit the statues and stuff. The stage doesn't really show off Fire Emblem. It's not, it doesn't feel like a really Fire Emblem stage. It's really generic. Oh, you go into a volcano. Okay, there's fire. <laughs> it could be anything, really. If, if anything, like I guess the Colosseum has you know, more yeah. Fire Emblem sense than that one. I can't wait to actually get my hands on this game in a week and actually just experience all these things it's, myself. It's so exciting. I want to press the buttons. <laughs> we also see, you know, if you were watching footage when the game came out, you did see that, you know, Master Hand breaks down and I guess he calls these little black bits the swarm and it moves into the, the Master Core stage of the boss fight. Different forms of Master Core depending on how high your difficulty is. So, mm-hmm. Taboo, get out of here. Yeah. He's terrible. I've enjoyed doing that a bunch of times, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it, it would be fun for sure. Yeah, please. If you have a good character for it. So characters is like, what do I do to this thing? Right. Yeah. You get Naruto headbands and Freddy, Jason masks, whatever, whichever character that is for the mask, the yeah. Halloween, Mike Myers. Jason. One of those horror mask characters. Uh, for all the different things attached to your Mii Fighter, I just find it funny that it's like it's clearly Naruto. You're, you're trying to do Naruto right there, but yeah, the Smash logo. Okay, all right, <laughs> whatever works. Here's the most interesting one though, and it just happened you know the other day. Uh, the gamer stage on Wii U. 
Ah, uh, yeah, the Game & Wario stage. Mm -hmm. It is Game & Wario. And yeah. I think this one was the most stressful mini-game from Game & Wario. Essentially, if you did not play the game, you're playing these mini-games on the gamepad of the Wii U, pretending you're this kid kind of trying to play games in bed, even though you were supposed uh, to be asleep, and your, and mom, your mom... like, walks in and stuff? Yeah, you don't want your mom yeah. to catch you, so... In Game & Wario, you're focusing on doing these WarioWare mini-games on the gamepad while also looking at the main TV screen because your mom might be coming by and she might be opening the door. And if she catches you, you lose a bit of your health, whether you have like five tries or however you set it for. She smacks you in the face. <laughs> she just gives you a whooping. What are you doing play games? Exactly. So that seems to be what this is. So in the second screenshot, we see that you know if you're standing in the light, you get blown away and Sakurai with his little quips I've never seen a fighting action game as chaotic as this one <laughs> it seems like it's going to be a uh, a really different kind of WarioWare stage but then again with the Omega mode uh, you'll probably have this not with the different stage hazards so it may be a fun one to play on its own mm. yeah, it looks like it has walk-offs too that's mm. that's possible but on the second screenshot I'm seeing like it looks like you're on a table I think that's what it is. Yeah, you're on a, it looks like you're on a table or something. With books. It, maybe it moves around to the different parts of the room. It's hard to see. Yeah, this is a new stage. We did not know about this before, so it is nice to be surprised about new things after all the leaks and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> Though speaking yeah. of leaks, there was one leak that you could take it seriously. You could be you know, cynical and say, not going to trust any text leaks. But we don't have anything to speculate on with the 3DS version, so why not look forward to the Wii U version? We had the leak, uh, you know, supposed leak on NeoGAF, and he was saying how <laughs> Ridley, Dixie, Mewtwo, and Chorus Men would be unlocked by linking your 3DS game to the Wii U version, uh, and has had some sort of contact from Nintendo of Europe saying that he's seen those models in motion. So oh. this... Tower of Smash leaker says essentially the same thing, but also with Impa as well. The Skyward Sword design, a mix between Sheik's agility and Zelda's magic. Mm. Uh, Very interesting. I'm not sure what to think, just because the leak is on 4chan. And I, just personal experience of 4chan. Well. You know, I'm not saying everyone has the worst experiences. Some people love 4chan. That's fine if it's your thing. I just haven't had the best experience. They did leak the roster for the 3DS one, which That's happened true. to be true. Yeah, it did start uh, there. So. Mm. Most, most leaks end up on 4chan because it's then, you know... That's where the internet is born, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's where everything is born on the internet. <laughs> It's just, you know, that's where you're anonymous, so, you know, you don't have to have, come back with your sources, you just kind of go, hey, there's this, and this one's right. lightly legitimized by the Game and Wario stage. I suppose it, I could be true. a bit more open about it, hmm. I don't know, just, it's four, four chance just that place I just sort of like to forget about. <laughs> well, I think you almost benefit from your cynicism here, because it is a text leak, and I think a lot of people out there are just, they're used to seeing, you know, the images, they're used to seeing the videos from that leak, and... Why believe another text leak? But, for posterity's sake, we might as well mention it in case it does come true and kind of mark its place in history. This one does validate the rumors of November 21st for the United States. Yeah, it, it would kind of make sense as the 21st. And uh, the Tower of Smash leak talks about a new mode, kind of like the subspace emissary in Brawl or adventure mode in Melee. But not uh, the Tower of... <laughs> Hey, I liked adventure mode in Melee. <laughs> It so was good, it. but 
Subspace Blue. Sorry. <laughs> Subspace was just terrible, really. The Tower of Smash puts me in the mind of uh, a similar tower, like story mode slash minigame thing from, I believe, Soul Calibur V hmm. did a tower as well. And I even think Mortal Kombat borrowed on that idea. So a Tower of Smash makes sense as an idea. And what it does is that you ascend this Tower of Smash to get to level 100 at the top. And it saves your progress every 10 levels. But on like the level beforehand, you fight a boss character. I mean, they mentioned like Dynablade and, Dynablade, Mecha, and yeah. Mecha Dragon. Mecha Dragon from uh, Mega Man 2, I believe. Maybe, yeah. So that that would make sense to keep the idea of the boss characters instead some older ideas from Brawl that weren't that terrible, but still a little disappointing. So seeing that go through might be cool. But the main idea is that you go up these floors, and every floor you get three options uh, to fight, where like the idea is that it's a one-stock match, and you have to win under certain conditions. Sometimes the conditions are you're both at 300%. Hmm. or uh, all Pokeballs. You can only kill your opponent with uh, Final Smashes, something like that. Mm. I'm just pulling some ideas out. Sounds like those things would be things for Smash. Yeah, it sounds like a really good idea with the Wii U gamepad. It would make a lot of sense as well because you'd be able to choose your door from the gamepad as well as keep a refresher on the rules to win whatever fight you're on by putting the rules on the gamepad while you're fighting on the main screen. Even see how high your progress is up the tower? Yeah, it's certainly possible. Uh, you're healed yep. between matches according to this leak, which, got to stress, is still rumor. Uh, not, yep. not official at all. Talks about an unlockable Oop. boss rush mode at the end, so you can fight all the bosses in a row. That would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And we do need to see you know, new modes, because Smash Run's not going to be in the Wii U version. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this would be the replacement for Smash Run, I'd suppose. Probably. Probably that would make sense. And yeah, you mentioned Soul Cal 5. I mean, with Namco's involvement and them working on mm-hmm. you know, Soul Calibur 5, that would make sense as well. Um, but it's interesting because we were seeing now that the 3DS version has been out in full and people are 100%ing the game, essentially. Uh, we're seeing that there are no event modes, you know, no event, no event mm-hmm. matches, and that seems to be also the case. No event matches in the Wii U version, if this rumor is true. Uh, no special smash in the 3DS version because we couldn't do the, you know, all clocks, heavy, super spicy curry matches. That's, that's, probably, sad. that's sad. That's probably, I would say it's almost for the best because I don't know many people who did that in Brawl. But if you did, yeah, kudos to you. Uh, no target test in the 3DS version, but according to this leak, still rumored, break the targets is back for every character, having a unique one. Uh, Me fighters have one for each type. And in Mega Man's, according to this rumored leak, the disappearing blocks even appear. So that would be loyal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll come back with the sound. I used to be addicted to those smash the target things. Like trying to get the best time ever and just doing it every single time. Like until I've got like all my trophies or everything, like, you know, always beating all the times I can do. I was addicted to it. They're a lot of fun until you see them on YouTube and that's just demoralizing because some people are just so good with them. Easier challenges in the Smash 3DS you know, with the different challenge blocks. Uh, no intro, no video intro in the 3DS version. Hopefully that comes back for Wii U. And uh, no tournament mode, but apparently I think tournament mode comes back if this rumored leak is true. 
Uh, it's a really simple thing to do, so. Right, and it absolutely is. But talk about the characters, which you know is the most important thing. People want more characters, you know, almost just it would be in a way DLC. The rumor about unlocking new characters by linking 3DS and Wii U version is true. They are indeed Ridley, Corusman, Dixie, and Mewtwo, and one more Impa. I am unsure how people without both versions will be able to obtain them. Wii U version has all characters and stages unlocked from the get-go, and by linking the 3DS version you can transfer over your custom characters and all the custom parts you've obtained. Even though they share the same trophies, you need to collect trophies between each version separately. So it doesn't talk about adding these characters in the 3DS version, which is interesting. I would think they would patch it in later after they... Mm. Like, if you notice the extra character spaces on the 3DS version, I'm thinking right. once you get the Wii U version comes out, it'll get, like, an update where it gets added in or something. Yeah, and they've had people start to break into the code of the 3DS version, and they've found arrows, so that would suggest, you yeah. know, go to the next page of stages or characters or what have Checkers. you. So those assets are in the game. They just need to add... The because it's not like they have the, the Forbidden Seven or something akin to that extra character data just you know there on the cartridge, so it seems like it would be needed to be added. When it comes to Ridley, because Ridley is the the hot topic character <laughs> of debate and controversy, this Tower of Smash leaker still rumor, not true yet, but interesting to mention while there's still speculation for the Wii U version says, no wings on the ground when using up B grows them and flies around changing moves but becoming lighter. Other M design. Have you ever seen a Ridley with no wings? No. Uh, it doesn't make sense. That would be really it, weird. Like, he'd look like some kind of horrible mutation experiment gone wrong. In my opinion, that that kind of I mean, they might be able to... Well, I'm, yeah, but like gone really wrong this time. I mean... Uh, I, mean, I was thinking Metroid Prime when you burn him off, but right, I mean, he, he still have the the bones of the wings. Yeah. Oh wow. Ew. So maybe they retract. It's like Meta Knight, I guess, where he grows wings when he jumps. I wonder. That's uh, that's just that's true. I, I kind I, of already have have the basis of that kind of idea already in Meta Knight, so that's really interesting. And for Chorus Men, it's it seems to be Chorus Men, not Marshall, the one character, because you apparently control the conductor. Chorus men move in front of him and can change their positioning, almost like Rosalina or you know, Pikmin and Olimar, which would almost give more <laughs> you know, mention of uh, Ice Climbers. Could you do something like that with Ice Climbers? But we'll see. Dixie's apparently a mix with uh, you know, Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong, uh, with a ponytail helicopter, can carry foes when grabbing with a ponytail. The final smash is like Donkey Konga. Uh, but similar normals and speed as Diddy and a banana toss. Mewtwo says heavier than melee version, slightly larger. Final Smash is both Mega Mewtwo X and Y appearing on the side of the screen and blasting the foe. Not the female voice or the melee voice, just makes generic grunts. Uh, like, these are interesting things he's mentioning, and I don't know if it gives them yeah. validation or just doesn't really prove anything. And Miles, mm-hmm. you were mentioning that it kind of gives the validation with Game & Wario. He mentioned this before the Game & Wario uh, stage gamer was released, so... So, I mean, it, it's possible you think, you know, oh, well, that's the latest game on Wii U, so just, you know, guess a Game & Wario game. He doesn't specify it as gamer or anything like that. Uh, so right. it's it doesn't really necessarily lean one way or the other. I guess it depends on how people want to look at it. But you have three Kirby stages. Uh, so you have Cookie Country, Mount Day-to-Day, and Patchland, and Patchland's from Epic Yarn. 
I'd be down for some Kirby Epic Yarn. I really want to play Kirby's Epic Yarn. Prince Fluff, Prince Fluff for life. Yeah, Prince Fluff would be great. Uh, apparently it would be 40 new stages and then 15 returning stages. Uh, the returning ones, Rainbow Cruise, Delfino Plaza, Luigi's Mansion, Rumble Falls, Temple, Bridge of Elden, Pirate Ship, Yoshi's Island from Melee, Norfair, Pokemon Stadium 2, Lilac Cruise, Port Town, Aerodive, Castle Siege, Smashville, which is strange to see Smashville and then also... Town and City, which is yeah. the other Smashville-like stage. Something to keep in mind there. Halberd, Skyworld, WarioWare, Distant Planet, Onnit, and Flat Zone 2. So, something to keep in mind, I guess. I guess some of the other new stages that would stand out. Uh, an NES Remix stage, because they've been trying to push that game. Shooting Gallery would probably be a Duck Hunt Dog level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of these have already been mentioned, though. It'd be cool to see Nimbasa City in addition to Kalos Pokemon League, because Kalos Pokemon League, that one looks gorgeous. You saw that in the Charizard and Greninja trailer with the dark blue room. Mm-hmm. That one looks really yeah. cool. A Bramble Blast yeah. stage, apparently. How Forest that? Haven would be from Wind Waker, because God knows we need more Makar. In... I love Makar! Don't you dare this, my little baby. Oh, Makar sucks. <laughs> He's my baby! And then some people were asking what the... Baby. The, <laughs> the baby. Ridley, the baby. <laughs> and some people were asking what the baby Greenhouse... confirmed for Smash. Yes, the baby oh. confirmed. Oh, no. People were asking what Greenhouse is, and that's apparently a new Game & Watch level, in addition to Flat Sound 2. So, he even goes so far as to say, I'm the Tower of Smash Leaker. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on legit, not so much, wait and see, what do you like, what do you don't like... When it comes to familiar stages, they all make sense as choices. Mm-hmm. Even Smashville, it's like, I don't think Smashville is, you know, town and city. They both look different, and they seem like they're trying to keep an eye on the competitive scene, at least somewhat. And Castle Siege was, you know, it's on here, and I I don't know about the date Castle Siege was uh, dropped. Oh, that's true. But Castle Siege was a good one to at least guess if you were making exactly. estimates. Yeah. Yeah, when pulling something from Brawl, you want to grab the ones that were like most iconic from Brawl, and Bridge of Elden was pretty iconic, and mm-hmm. you know uh, Luigi's Mansion was pretty iconic. Though for Bridge Look, of Elden, I can only think of Jigglypuff's final smash on exactly. Bridge of Elden. Can I just say that I absolutely love Luigi's final smash? I yeah. saw that on a YouTube video not too long ago, and ah, uh, it was awesome. It's it was appropriate. Awesome. I mean, we'll miss Zawaru though, but. Yeah, the pull the gust is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> e trip and Luigi though, we'll miss him. This is probable because I'm thinking the 3ds one is out. They have Smash Run. What is the Wii U gonna have that the 3ds won't? Like, what are they? How are they gonna hype people to buy the Wii U version? Besides it just being on console, it has to be like some type of incentive. Mm-hmm. Especially like for just like not just for competitive gamers, for casual players as well. Yeah. So I'm thinking it has to be something they have to add to make people get the Wii U version, or just try to get both. I'd be pretty hyped for something like Towers of Smash, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of this. It sounds like Pokemon Battle Tower in a way, where you can reach mm. 10 floors and something happens. Well, yeah. is that, and I think uh, Link Between Worlds also had a tower thing. Yes, it did, absolutely. Yeah, at the end, that, that was pretty challenging, too. And it was interesting to note with this one, that uh, you were talking about how, Miles, how there are the different rules mm-hmm. sets essentially that you're playing through. Yeah. Also mentioned this leak, rumored leak. Got to keep bringing that up. 
You pick four characters at the beginning, and they must be all different, and each one represents one life. Oh. You can switch before each battle, but when one dies, they are gone for the rest of your Tower of Smash run. The more floors that you consecutively beat, the better your rewards. If you lose all your lives, you can start from the 10th, 20th, 30th, etc. If you reach that one before. Unlike an all-star, you're healed between matches. So it's almost like the uh, that really cool idea that you know, Project Smash M is implementing. <laughs> Smash Nuzlocke, almost, almost. But what, Project M is implementing an idea where you can have, almost like you know the ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 idea, where you can bring a, a little crew of characters mm-hmm. to play as. So I guess they're almost taking that in a way also from the terrible subspace emissary. Yeah. Where you had a you know a slew of characters that you could select from and then when one's gone you're on to the next one. So the challenge for me is I can't take hoping for Ridley anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I've been throughout this whole process I'm just like I'm not going to get my hopes up for Ridley. And then Ridley keeps coming up because it's a popular thing to put in leaks. So I can't necessarily believe things with Ridley in them. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to be very happy if it is true and it, if it comes to fruition. But I'm very skeptical about things that mention Ridley. And I'd, I'd love to see Chorus Men. I think Dixie's an appropriate choice. I know you. some people want King K. Rule, and that's, that's okay. Because he would be different and you know not clone-like. And Mewtwo, you definitely bring Mewtwo back. If you're definitely bringing Dr. Mario back, you better still bring Mewtwo back. Especially yeah. when he was one of the Forbidden Seven. So... Those I'm okay with. And Impa, I'm, I'm indifferent on Impa. She was a cool character. She's getting more attention with Hyrule Warriors now out. But that, that Ridley, though, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused on how this idea of new characters being unlocked by linking the 3DS and Wii U versions. Like, how is that, like, a thing that came up? Like, I guess if you link the two versions together, you unlock new characters. I'm like, why would that ever be a thing? But it's in nearly every rumor now. It's to drive profit... And it's in that button on the 3DS version. Yeah, and, and they're saying you can know, link it. But they always said they always said you could link the versions. I'm like, yeah, you link the versions, you transfer your custom content. But now it's you link the versions, and then you get a whole bunch of characters. Yeah, Nintendo's been hush hush on exactly what it, the link does. Mm-hmm. Mm. So why not have it be more characters that'll drive more sales, drive Wii U sales? Because goddamn, they need it. They do. Mm-hmm. Although it would it would make sound logic sense for them to actually have more people to unlock, more characters to unlock on the Wii U version, mm-hmm. since the 3DS version seems to have the higher upper hand. We have more stages that are available on the 3DS version, more unique stages than there are currently on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. And for okay. them to sort of like, yeah, we're not going to reveal all these characters. We're going to make you feel like you know you've got the better deal by getting it on the 3DS. Um, but realistically, we're just going to shit all over 3DS players. And hey, look at what you can get if you have a Wii U. Now go buy one. Yeah, no, I, I think the Wii U version is going to be the one that people ultimately buy. I think they made the right decision in the end by having the 3DS version come first because it it whets the appetite. And some people are like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. People already have. 3DS, why not do Wii U first? Like, this makes sense. Get people used to playing Smash 4, and then if you want the home console experience in HD, new stages, new mode, new characters, then put your money where your mouth is, put it down, and buy the Wii U version with a Wii U if you don't have that already. So I think their strategy is making sense. It's just I'm skeptical about these characters when Ridley's involved. But what about Smash 3DS so far, Ninja Link? You've been playing it a lot. You've been... 
unlocking things like crazy, you've been making videos on your YouTube channel. We're, we're curious with the less than a week to go until Smash 3DS is out in the United States and Europe. You've been tinkering with the Japanese version. We want to know your, your experiences with it so far. First thing to say, which is probably obvious to everyone, it's really hard to be accurate on 3DS. Hmm, <laughs> because yeah. the Dina Circle Pad has no grooves on it. There's no gates. So I'm thinking of doing a B, and really, essentially, my thumb is actually going doing side B, so I kind of SD. Uh, been there before. <laughs> yeah, that makes it really difficult to be accurate. So for me, it's more for research than actually like trying to play other people because you just frustrate yourself it's like wait I did this and you SD all over the place now Rachel you had a question about the customizable controls on 3DS so with the 3DS like the demo version that we've been playing one of my main things I've not really gotten into was having to use the uh, little little slidey thumb pad for controlling where your person goes Um, I just wanted to know can you actually change that to the D-pad Unfortunately, no. Oh. The D-pad is reserved for taunts. My, my disappoint, it is huge. Well, the thing is, and I, I kind of expected that, but the thing is, I think what's really important in this game is you need the diagonal input when you're doing yeah. things like this new knockback influence or KI um, yeah. and the whole vectoring uh, technique, not only technique, but just mechanic that Strongbad discovered with a great threat on Smashboards. Yeah, let's make KI knockback influence a uh, the normal term. Yeah. But killer instinct. <laughs> yep. Yep. Combo breaker. Exactly. That's exactly that's what happens when you use it. Need it to be a combo breaker. That and also it's kind of hard to do smash like you're trying to do smash attacks and you and tilts with a D pad. It makes it a lot more difficult. That's true. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about it, but I was like. That'd be harder. That means for you to do tilt, you have to hold it, and also if you want to dash, well, you got to double tap. Yeah, you got to double <laughs> tap. So you can always do it like they did with the Wiimote sideways, and then you hit both attack and special. Yeah, wasn't that great? I like the game. The competitive aspect I see is going to have a long, much much longer life than Brawl. I, I'm surprised people still play. Not to be rude, but mm. <laughs> you, have, you have other options. There's a huge projectile nerf all over the board. It seems like the only one that's pretty much unchanged is Pikachu's. The ledge mechanics, there's no planking anymore. There's no tripping. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so people can't stall on the ledge at all because it's lack of invincibility. Everyone has good recovery, but at the same time, with good recovery, you can edge guard better. With edge guarding, by mm-hmm. going off stage and chasing people. To, otherwise, if you just let a person come back every single time, you're going to be there for a while. Yeah. You have to be brave, and it's it seems like whereas you know Smash gameplay in the past is all about you know going off stage and then you know finding a way to come back, it seems like edge trumping is going to be the way of you know yeah. the meta game and going forward. Yeah, when you edge trump someone, like it forced them off the ledge and they lose their invincibility. Why is you force them off so you can follow up with a back air or something? Yeah, so it's just going to be this battle of. You know, grabbing ledge, but then another person can kick them off, and playing with all these invincibility frames and them going away. Uh, it, it seems like it's going to have like this sort of not really circular, you know, sort of competitive nature going around with that. Uh, you know, playing with the edge and then it kicks you off with that up and back mm-hmm. sort of distance. But yeah, and I guess you know, games in the past like you're going and playing a little more off screen and just you're yeah. relying on the edge to you know, to hog or something like that. 
I see in the future is going to be a like a rock paper scissors thing on the ledge. Hmm. So when someone when someone up bees in this game, almost every character auto snaps when they grab the ledge. Yeah. So what you're supposed to do to counter that is right as they auto snap, you try to instant hedgehog. It will push them off, and then you can hit them. For the person trying to recover, for them to stop that, since they're waiting for you to grab the ledge, you force yourself to not auto snap by holding down. So you end up overshooting and end up hitting them away for punishing trying to do that. Then the person on stage would think, okay, they're trying to do that. Let me just block and punish them for doing that. So it's going to be a bunch of, are they going to do this or not? And then it's a lot of guessing for that. And if this is going, going like over your head, uh, Ninja Link on his YouTube channel has a great mechanics video. It's a, it's a bit of a longer watch. But if you're interested like what this metagame is probably going to be eventually be around for Smash 4, I definitely recommend giving that a watch. We'll have the links in our show notes. So... Do check that out because it's it's going to be a little different compared to Smash games of the past. But, mm. you know, we like different. You know, why have the same thing every time for a new game of Smash? I mean, kind of puts everyone a little bit on equal footing. And uh, just we all kind of learn together as a community. Yeah. If people play it like uh, other games, they're going to struggle for a bit. Especially with the DI not being exactly the same as it was before. Yeah. Like, DI exists. It's just not... Too helpful. It <laughs> seems a little more intuitive this yeah. time around, though. Yeah, it's it's too simple, is what I'm thinking. Or it used it, pretty much this game. You live by doing the thing that everyone used to do when they first started playing Smash, mm-hmm. like holding. Yeah. Direct holding, like trying to slow yourself down. Like that wasn't a thing before, but now it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mario Kart Syndrome, where you're trying to like lean in with your turns or mm-hmm. whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. So if you're getting up smashed, like you want to hold down. Yeah. To kind of you know, limit your vector. Of the attack, so you you have a better chance of surviving. If you're hit off to the right, hold left when you're being hit, and yeah. while you're being hit, and if you're of, being comboed, you hold away because you're like, get out, get out, get out. Yep, yeah, exactly. You don't get comboed so yeah. hard. The, the best way to explain the difference, because people think vectoring is the same thing as DI, when it really isn't. Think of it this way: uh, DI is if like if you're uh, turning a steering wheel, and vectoring is if you're trying to hit the brakes or hit the gas. Hmm, it's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Just a quick because, thing as well, actually, because I saw a lot of these on the internet as well. Um, a lot of people have been breaking their 3DSs whilst they've been playing. Mm. I suppose you've had any issues where yours is coming loose or anything like that because of all your hard smashing. No. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what people are doing to break their 3DS. I think it's very much focused on the kind of person you are. If you're the kind of person who like treats their controllers roughly, then you're going to pretty much destroy your 3DS. Then you're going to have a bad time, okay? <laughs> In other words, calm down. It's just a game. It's a way of life. Smash is a way of life. But your big thing that you've been working on is the customizable moves, which is potentially very exciting for the competitive community. All the varieties in moves and play styles and, you know, limit one move if it becomes too overpowered. Some of your experiences with that, curious, you know, What's good? You know, what are some of your favorites? What what kind of trends have been implemented in all the customizable moves for those that have not been following them all that much? Typically, there's usually one that has better versatility, but is not as a strong option. Mm-hmm. And the other ones either focuses on power, range, or speed. Mm-hmm. So it's either one or the other. Okay. Like for example, for Ganon, he has a much stronger warlock punch that uses the sword but it's not as fast as the other ones but he has another punch that's a lot faster it's almost as fast as falcon punch hmm. 
It's just not as strong. Okay. Yeah. So the trend is like that. Or in Link's case, his up B, the normal up B is like, you know, we all seen how that works. Right. The, mm-hmm. There's one that goes a lot higher, and you have a lot more mobility doing it, but it has no hitbox on it. And it also doesn't auto-snap. Okay. Um, and then the power version of that, he only goes straight up. It's similar to, like, I guess, the a B from 64. Mm, yeah. But it, you can't angle it at all. It only goes straight up. But it's very, very strong. And, also, and all the hits are guaranteed if it connects. And then, you know, there would be a difference, especially with the up B, with it on the ground versus in the air. Yeah, except for mm. that one that goes higher. It always goes in the air. Okay. Because there's no hitbox at all. Right. So that's usually the trend for that. It's usually some type of drawback for each one. There's a good thing and there's a bad thing. So like for Falcon, someone I've, I've seen is, you know, you have the normal Falcon kick, but then there's an electric Falcon kick. Which yeah. It's, it's a little shorter, it's a little faster, and it has an electric ability to it, but, you know, the drawback is, you know, not as far of a range. Yeah, the, with that one, there's a lot more startup to it, but mm. when it starts moving, it's really fast. Okay. And if you hit from the air, if you say it's like the shockwave from the air version to the ground, it actually can paralyze them. But it's a very small hitbox. Because if, you hit, if uh-huh. you hit with the kick, it doesn't work. But if you hit with a shockwave on someone standing, it like stuns them like zero suit would. Yeah. Which is really hard to do. Does he recover quickly from it then? I when he hits the ground? So. Uh, no. <laughs> if you do uh-huh. connect with it, you could, like, from what I tested, you could do that into, if you do full jump knee and it connects. <laughs> but... <laughs> The likelihood of actually landing it is not too great. I heard down throw knee is back as a thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It works. Oh, good. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Can yeah, you vector uh, out of it? Uh, probably. Every character typically has a throw you can combo from. Okay. Huh, almost that's good every, to know. It seems like almost every character. Okay. Some characters, it feels weird trying to do it. Like Kirby is very weird. Because mm. like, it's not down, down throw, it does like a different effect altogether. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we early on we saw you know the Mario down throw to the up tilt, up tilt, yeah, you know, up air, up air, up air, finish yeah. with up B or something, <laughs> right? Um, what are your favorite you know customizable move choices? Like ones you think that you'll probably implement for your play style? It's hard to say. I know the ones that for some characters who needs it, Samus. Mm. She has a charge blast where it takes a long time to charge, but when you shoot like different levels of it it's a very slow moving ball and she could follow up behind it and do stuff with it oh almost kind of like uh in project m with lucario and the it's, it's sim- ball yeah. yeah or like a street fighter 4 if you're using DiCaprio or uh Thalsim, hmm. yoga inferno that ball that sits there and you could do stuff around it it's similar to that if it's fully charged okay so and for her case you fully charge interesting it. if someone's trying to recover you shoot the ball and you could trump them it'll force them into the ball and they'll get killed huh Nice. As, as an idea. Oh. Because the hitbox is sitting that's, that's there waiting. Yeah, as a hitbox is sitting there waiting for them to pop into it. That's dangerous. She also has very, very slow moving missiles, which her other missiles aren't too great. Right. But that one, she shoots two regular missiles and one super missile. It moves really slow, so you can follow behind it. And even if you hit Samus, the missiles stay on the screen. So, in other words, Samus becomes a better character by custom moveset. Yeah. Yeah, because her specials in previous games kind of made what she is. Because, like, land canceling missiles, but no one has that yeah. in No one has like a way to cancel their projectiles. For her, she kinda needs those specials. It just sounds like they're making Smash a lot e well, not just easier to play, I suppose, but a lot more fun. And welcoming, really. I get. 
like yeah. better for like new generations that are going to be playing it. Plus, like being able to change your custom moveset lets you choose the character you want to play and then kind of build them around the way you want to play. Yeah, yeah. You not only have you know the different move properties, but you also have the things you can attach to them. So if you want them to be a little faster, but as a trade-off, you know, not as good of defense, like you can do that too with these little attachments you can you know, add to them. Yeah, you can have one. Just that, to- thank you, man. You could have one special just for like neutral game, and then you have one special that's really a good punish for mm-hmm. things or a, kill, a strong kill move. Also, like in the future for matchups, you can switch your custom moves for matchups. Ooh. If a certain character has a bad matchup, yeah. switch it. One of the big questions is whether or not we're going to allow custom move set changes in the middle of a match. Mm. Like, uh, I lost game one, I'm going to change my move set. I think that should be allowed. If you look at something like Street Fighter, where you you pick an ultra before you you know start the match, both people pick an ult uh, character, then they choose which ultra they want. They usually pick an ultra depending on the character they're fighting. This is going to be the similar case. It's a good comparison, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a good comparison simply because of how long it might take. Uh, the switch no. custom moves it doesn't. I take mean, it. unless unless it hasn't prepared, but you know, there's also the idea that you're looking at another counterpick level, counterpick yeah. stage, counterpick character. Counterpick move set, then the match starts. That's one of the problems I'm seeing. Uh, which I have to ask: Where do you sit on the debate for how many stocks, how many minutes? Good question. Being the game is new and people aren't getting like they're not taking full advantage of you know ledge mechanics and stuff, or what Smash Four has. Two stocks is mm-hmm. probably appropriate for the time being, but until people get used to it and people actually are edge guarding properly, people are dying much sooner. Then we could probably push it back up to three. All right, so you're saying to probably the Nintendo one, where if in Four Glory, I think it's two stocks, five minutes? Yeah. All right, that, that seems to be a, a very like, well-respected decision. I don't really like two stocks too much, but being for time constraints or whatever, I see why they have it that way now. But mm. it's going to be that way until people are more comfortable edge-guarding and jumping off the stage and not just letting right. it, someone come back for free every time. And it can certainly change. I mean, can, Nintendo can definitely you know, patch the rules in Fort Glory if they really wanted to and they see what's changing in the community. But I'm really hoping that when the Wii U drops we're going to see Omega Mode and Alpha Mode. Hmm, yeah. Like an Alpha being a battlefield yeah. for everyone. Because it looks like it's right there for it. Like It shows the option for Omega Mode with X and I'm like, just hit Y and turn on Alpha Mode. It looked like that was going to be a thing mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. And I'm like, is that something that can be patched in? Do you have to DLC so. that? Yeah, that'd be a big patch because they have to make a they have we we'll have to make a battlefield version of every single stage, so they have to like yeah, design and it those. could just be the exact same. Well, it could be the exact same except for you add three platforms, but that would be so huge because it, it, there'd be a lot of differently shaped battlefields in that regard. Well, it, it was a missed opportunity that we were talking about one when, when they introduced Omega Mode. It's like they were kind of throwing a bone to the competitive community, but at the same time, it was short sighted and they just. It almost felt like they were thinking, like, the, oh, the Fox only, no items, Final Destination. It's like, well, that's how all competitive players play, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to make all flat, platformless stages. It's like, that's, yeah. that's, that's not exactly the case. what they did. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what they did. Right. But if they were to do a, uh, a alpha mode, yeah, they would have to, like, some stages on 3DS, like Flat Zone, the FD version, looks completely different. Mm. It looks like Smashville, but just digitized in a way. And it's like Good. a gas station in the back of the screen. It looks weird. I really want to see those counterpick because right now it looks like everyone's just saying the only thing that you can do is FD Battlefield and Yoshi's Island Brawl. Mm. 
counter picks, I see Prism Tower or Lumio City, whichever you prefer to call it. That's mm-hmm. a good counter pick. This, you're, there's a walk off for like five seconds. It's like Halbert, where there's a walk off on the sides for a bit. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of it but is that was like a counter pick for a long time. Yeah. But the rest is like okay. Delfino ish. Because okay. like, there's a one platform that moves to different parts of the city and then like platforms spawn and it disappears and goes to the next part of the city. We've, we've all been like hyping over listenings to some of the soundtrack for the, th- for the 3DS version, which has been really, really nice. Um, do you have any like favorite I want to play the stage all the time or, or like pieces of music that it has for yourself? I like the remix of Mute City they have on there. Yeah. And Inns Castle has good music. He has a lot of, there's a lot of music from 5th mm-hmm. Gen. Gerudo Valley. And the Kirby stage. The retro Dreamland stage. Oh, yeah. Which, I think that that stage has the most music in any other stage. Of course, because Sakurai worked on it. That bias. That Sakurai bias. <laughs> A Sakurai it, bias is real, though. It, Dark pit. The, yeah, way well. that, the way that stage works, you're actually going from the beginning of Dreamland to the end. The stage actually huh. travels throughout the entirety of the game. So he likes the Mushroomy Kingdom Aww. idea, so he's going to use it on his own game that he created. Okay. Yeah, I see. So you see like the first level of Dreamland, and you see bubbly clouds, and then you see Castle Lolo, and then you're, it goes all the way until you're in the ring with Day-to-Day. Hmm. And, then it, and then it goes back to the beginning. And it has the music for each one. It takes about four minutes to go through the whole thing. I had to test it the other day. I like, I'd never seen the entire thing because the computers kept dying on their own. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like the, the Airman music. For Mega Man. I mean, yeah, they have the original chiptune one, but the yeah. remixed Airman theme is so good. I don't even think that plays on the stage. I think that what? only plays in Smash Run. What? There's, there's some, like, in Smash Run, you can customize what songs you want to play during Smash Run. Right. And I know so it's, it's limiting. that are only available in Smash yeah, Run? Yeah, because there's only two songs per stage Yeah. Well, in the 3DS version. It, it, it does the melee thing where if you hold R, it switches the song. So. How long are replays? I honestly don't know. I've seen matches go like five minutes, and now it's from a replay. I think Amsa and Captain Jack, I think Captain Jack was recording it. He had matches with Amsa, and he recorded replays. I think they were, the matches were over five minutes, about. Hmm. Okay. That's better. I, I imagine right. you know, the Wii U version would be better for, for that. Yeah, kind of and, and it saves the SD card, of course. Of course, yeah. yeah. The question for you I have is, I don't, I don't want to be talking tier lists or anything like that, but... Characters that you think are very strong, based on your opinions early in the game, that we may have to watch out for. Um, <laughs> Sheik, I would say, but the only reason I think Sheik is prominent right now is because she doesn't require any technical ability because it's 3DS and you can't really be as technical as you want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she's not; she's fairly easy to use on a 3DS. And when it comes to console, that will most likely change. Um, but her horizontal whatever flip kick it looks oh, like so oh. broken. Oh, bouncing fish! <laughs> yeah, bouncing yeah. fish. Horizontal. What a move! It's way yeah. crazy. Yeah. I like the grenade that you know hits you back to yeah. the player. That's a good one too. It's a really good edge guarding move yeah. because the grenade goes off the stage and it it sucks them in and blows up. Mm. Zero suit. She's not like overrating her a bit. Like she's a solid character, but it's not like she's not going to be over centralizing anything. Right. It's no one particularly weak either, so it's hard hard to say now. Okay. Duck Hunt Dog is like the character people are worried about right now, but mm. same reason, 3DS, you can't move as fluid as you want to be. I like Greninja. We found out something that he can cancel all his aerials into Shadow Sneak on landing. Hmm. And also his air dodge. Ah. <laughs> cool. I wish he'd use his what? tongue scarf as a move. <laughs> a- okay. Yeah, his up tilt is he swings his tongue around and he There's hits you. One. 
I want to taste all of you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a weird taunt. A ninja used lick. Like Ganon is similar to how he is in Brawl, but being how the ledge mechanics are and just being there's also a little more hit stun in the game, you can't really count him out yet. Right. So because it's a different engine. Because you can have a character in the same, like in one game and another game exactly the same, it won't work out. Falcon from Melee to Brawl is a perfect example. Like he's not any different. It's just he can't L cancel anything, so everything is less effective. Hmm. He's pretty much the same. But now there's a hit stun. This is like this game has Brawl, Brawl Falcon in it, but now there's a hit stun. Actually, he works out. It's kind of hard to say. Like uh, who's... how weird is Sonic? Sonic is much better than he was in Brawl. <laughs> His up smash hits multiple times, like Rob was shielding. Up smash was being blocked, but then a shield poked at the end and killed him. So his up smash is a very good move. PM take note. Well, it's it's very exciting. And, you know, the game's out in less than a week. All very excited. We're looking forward to playing matches with everyone and each other. Um, And you and I, Miles, you and I will be at Big House 4. Hype. And it's going to be a time. Yes, it is. Dude, money match, though? <laughs> I, if, if you want to, if you're going to be out in the Ann Arbor area for that big national tournament, it's one of the big ones, you know, up there. I think Apex may be bigger, but, you know, for the Midwest, certainly it's the biggest yeah. Smash tournament in America. Now, Miles will be competing. the most respected nationals there is. That's yeah, true. Yeah, so I'll be competing. You're going to have, like, the big five there, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, you'll be competing. I'll just be there watching. I'll have Smash 3DS with me if you want to play. Uh, or just, you know, yeah. talk, hang out. I mean, it's, it's, I'm always just going there more for socializing and whatnot and to cheer right. my buddy on. But what about that Nintendo tournament? <laughs> it's not coming <laughs> anywhere that? close to Michigan. Oh, it isn't? Nice. You, uh, you, Chicago. You, you, Chicago, sure, fine. It's a, One a Chicago GameStop when there's... Yeah. You get what? New York has won three in Florida. What's uh, up with the, that? We have, yeah, we have two in just the oh city area. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Florida has three, and I'm like... For 16. hungry box status. <laughs> yeah, 16 tournaments across 16 game stops across the, the nation, and Florida is almost a quarter of them, so... Yeah, that's yeah, silly. Yeah, that sounds just super dumb. Sorry, Britain. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, come say hi at Big House 4, and we hope to see you there. And Big House uh, has no spectator passes. I'm assuming that if you've already registered... We'll see so, you there. You will see you there, but yeah, I'm sorry. If you're trying to come last minute, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't. You well, can hang out in the hotel lobby. There you go. <laughs> just kind of... And tweet us at Show Me Your News if you're sure. there so we can come say hi to you if you're there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I might be in the middle of matches, but uh, Peter will definitely be able to say go. hi to everybody. We'll be flexible. And I'll definitely swing by as fast as I can. Well, let's talk the rest of the video game news. Uh, Tokyo Game Show happened last week. Had... That's a thing. It is a thing. Um <laughs> Final Fantasy XV, we saw a new trailer. It's looking Xenoblade-like and road-trippy in a car. Why a car? I don't know why a car, but... And not just any car. Dude, everyone's to a convertible. A convertible. <laughs> it's, they're, they're making it a road-trip game. I don't know, uh, Rachel, you were fawning over the, the pretty boys of Final Fantasy. They are so pretty. I do love how Square Enix designed their pretty boys. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. They look like chicks. They look a little effeminate. They do look a little feminine, and, and I'll go with that, but just Korean guys, Japanese guys, they're very pretty. Don't mind me, I'm just going to sit in my little corner over here and drool. 
But the, game, the gameplay does look really similar to Xenoblade. You're going across a, a big world and you're taking on monsters in real-time battle. That, was, and... that freaking car, like, I've seen, there was photoshops of, like, them going to drive-throughs and stuff yeah. like that with that car. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, a lot of people are coming away with positive impressions of the new 3DS, which is really good to hear, but we'll have more about that soon. Uh, D4 was announced at, like, E3 2012. This weird game from Swery65, who made Deadly Premonition. And it was an Xbox One game that you're going to use Connect to control. And I was kind of interested in it. And we didn't hear anything about it this last E3. But then, like, nope, it's coming out in two days. Oh, okay. I will buy it. But oh. that's really weird. They just don't hear anything about a game for, like, a year plus. It's in stores yeah. now. What? <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah. There were some games in Nintendo Direct that they start talking about. It's like, oh, it's an eShop right now. Right, right. And, like, <laughs> you know, some games for the Nintendo Direct, like, we haven't heard about, you know, Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem. In almost two years. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, well, it's out in the eShop soon. <laughs> okay. Right now. February 6th is the North American release date for Bloodborne. So yeah. you want your Dark Souls fix, the spiritual successor, and go for that. Sanic in your monster, Hanner. <laughs> Isn't there Animal Crossers too as well? Yep. They're getting all the, the crossovers there. I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. And is that Caliburn in that image? Looks a little similar from uh, like the... yeah, Black Knight. I mean, it, it's good to see that, and it kind of just you know furthers the Monster Hunter Nintendo partnership, which is huge in Japan. You know, yeah. for something that started on PSP and was really the reason the PSP survived as well as it did in Japan. Yep. That to make the shift into a new 3DS, I, that, that's really really big. Yeah, it, it sold 3DSs, it sold PSPs, it sold. It's so easy. It sold everything. Yeah. I think they sold, sold like half a billion 3DSs in one day because of that game. Wow. Oh, no, no two, two, two days. Two days, that's right. Wow. Oh. Well, then it's not nearly as impressive. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer. It wasn't much of a trailer, more just like a cutscene uh, talking about Quiet's role. And you have other characters as well. It seems like, you know. Uh, big boss in that game, or Punish Snake, or whatever you want to call him, is going to have different characters that can go out with him as support. So, you know, Quiet, if you have a bond with her, because there may be ways of gameplay that you don't meet her at all, but if you form enough of a connection with Quiet, you can go out with her on support, and you know, she can go up ahead, scout ahead. And this can also. Shipping simulator? Yeah, I don't know. And she can, you know, get in your box and keep you company, if you know what I mean. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That little costume. Taking some support from, you know, Fire Emblem Awakening. I get you. Right, right. Waifu Emblem. <laughs> Waifu Emblem. <laughs> Waifu Emblem. But you get a dog! Oh, no, not the dog. DD! Diamond, Diamond Doge. After Call of Duty and a dog, we don't need yeah. a box anymore. I love how Battlefield actually handled the dog thing by killing a dog right at the beginning of the game. Say, fuck you, Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy oh, that. spoilers much. Oh. <laughs> it's right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> I mean, it was an interesting TGS, and not too much came out about it, but, you know, every little bit helps. Uh, no Last Guardian. It's not dead yet, but we'll see. But what about this Ace Attorney game? Yeah, with Sherlock Holmes. Brit Attorney. <laughs> Brit Attorney. Isn't it like... be able to get into, I think. 
Isn't it like Phoenix Wright's like ancestor or something? Yes, yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, was it feudal Japan or? I think it's what? supposed to be feudal Japan, but then I don't understand how Sherlock Holmes comes in it. So, well, you know, he's just kind of traveling around, having a good time. And he does this thing because he does all the drugs and he just wants to go everywhere. If I'm not mistaken, Watson is a little girl. Yeah, it makes sense. So, okay. Mm. I said it makes sense because it's Ace Attorney still, so. Right. Need your little girl, Watson. With little, I'm just imagining like the Pearl Fay music. No, it was, it was a good TGS, I suppose. I mean, it would have been nice to hear about some other games, but I think last year's was a lot weaker, so it was good to actually get you know some news. Yeah, we well, still no Kingdom Hearts 3 news, of course. Yeah, that's what we were, we're hoping for. But Nomura is working on that game now because he gave up Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy 15. So yeah, that's why Final Fantasy 15 is why Kingdom Hearts 3 got delayed so long. Yeah, someone said Final Fantasy 15 is going to have its own 10 year anniversary and it's not even out yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a good point. I, what, uh, 2006, I think, was the it, announcement it, of Versus 13. It was like E3 04 05. Oh God, it was. Uh, that's bad. That's mostly for PS3. That's just the saddest little thing in the world. Well, let's keep talking Square Enix and the saddest thing in the world because they are making a game streaming cloud gaming business. Rachel, what are they calling it? Shinra Technologies. I love that name because I love the Shinra. All right. I mean, the name's really cool (laughs) and and it really hits home with my nostalgia. It's for 2015. For those that do not know, why is... Shinra, worthy of hilarity of the week for this week. For those who do not know. Shinra Technology um, from Final Fantasy VII where, I don't know, am I allowed to talk spoilers here? It's a, what, 15, 17-year-old game? Well, you haven't played it, so I don't spoil it for you. <laughs> oh, no, Cloud beats Sephiroth. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There's <laughs> more story to it than that, you know. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, just watch, just listen to Starbomb. He explains everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Shinra Technologies were a company back in Final Fantasy VII, where they were taking all the energy of the Earth and using it to fuel whatever they were using in the planet. And people were thinking they were evil. And that's I don't know. That's that's kind of about it. Unless you want to go into yeah. the whole thing that they were making, you know, duplicates of Genova, and they were making monsters essentially. And so like they're an they're an evil corporation in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah money grabbing bastards, basically. Which, which is closely similar to what's happening in the real world with oil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's the name of going to be this new company that Square Enix is under control of. So. As long as they have the good-looking guys who are from Shinra taking care of that as well, then I'm not that fussed. It's all about the good-looking Asian men for Rachel. Mm-hmm. But apparently, uh, Yoichi Wada, who is the former president of Square Enix, is going to be leading this up. says he sees 2016 as a key year for cloud gaming. A technology he's seen as the future for the past few years. I think maybe giving himself a little too much credit there. <laughs> But it'll be interesting because it's it's really dependent on strength of internet and. Well, then, strength of internet is a different story here in the U.S. than it is generally anywhere else. We have a corporate stranglehold on all our internet, and that every everything is much worse than it could be. Right. Only uh, other podcast network hosts like the Baga and Jim Leader Ben know what it's like to live in the rest of the world when it comes to internet. With that Google Fiber in Kansas with, City. <laughs> yeah, with that Google Fiber. And here I am sitting with stolen internet 
in Muskegon, Michigan, where the best you can get is maybe 10 meg. Oh my goodness. Uh, Unless you pay out the ass. It's a rough life. Then you're also, you know, becoming beholden to the cloud gaming company to make sure that their server doesn't crash. And mm-hmm. that's the only way you can play is a game if you're connected, you know, all the time. So it's going to be interesting to see that develop. Stories from the past couple weeks. Literally, like, the day after we recorded our episode theorizing about, oh, Mojang might be bought by Microsoft for $2 billion. And then they did. Microsoft did buy Mojang, (laughs) the creators of Minecraft, for $2.5 billion. A little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. But to be fair, it's a decision between all the people in Mojang rather than just sort of, like, I mean, a lot of people will focus their attention on Notch. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, I I wasn't, like, totally supportive of it, but it has to be a decision between all three of the the people that own Mojang. So he's basically going to be staying there for a little bit, and then he's wanting to disappear off the face of the earth. He never wanted to be, like, this CEO-type person. He just Mm -hmm. wanted to be this person that can, you know, make games for fun and didn't really think that Minecraft would hit it off all that well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it did. So, I know the other guys that own Mojang, they're like, hey, money. And he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to live in Hawaii now, bye. As we yeah, said he's... on that last episode, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah, he's yes. going to take the money and run. And some of the things he said in his farewell message just hit me really wrong. Like, dude, what? It's like, if I ever make a game that even looks like it'll be popular, I'm going to drop it. I'm like, why don't you just follow your passion? Yeah. If you get another thing that's popular again... Sell it off again after you you're done with it, and then you know, go back to where you were and make another game. And if it happens again, then do it again. Just you know. I think at the same time, it also kind of rung true, like with you know becoming too popular, and like if you're not ready for that kind of fame, like it can be overwhelming. So I, mm-hmm. I can totally understand that. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. kind of amazing though that Microsoft thinks that they can make up that two and a half billion dollar loss from the purchase. They think by June 2015 they can make that up, and that's amazing. That just shows the power of Minecraft. Minecraft is really, really good, but to be fair, I don't know how they're going to make two point five billion unless they're deciding to charge for all the servers and then start going in for DLC. Mm, yeah. Uh, if they, they start, if DLC. they add DLC to Minecraft, it's dead. It'll be dead. Mm, oh, you're going to see DLC drop left and right for Minecraft, but you might see it for. Basically find the most popular mods, change them so they can't be sued even though they own Minecraft, and then release them. Now, we were talking about last time about what would happen with the Sony versions. Uh, the PlayStation 4 version was already out by the time of this announcement. The Vita is in final staging and processing, and that's you know slated to be on release. So they'll likely be released. It's just whether or not Microsoft wants to charge Sony a ton for the updates. And so those may be the inferior versions as far as getting updated and patched because Minecraft is now it's a, it's a Microsoft IP. Yeah. And that's or just... is Microsoft a Minecraft IP? <laughs> I mean, they already made the deal beforehand to actually have it uh, available for the PlayStation platforms. But yeah, you're right. When they come around to updating it, mm. it it's going to be bad. I don't know. And then, no, you know, no, PlayStation will have to like... Have, the fact that they have Mojang now, it's just like kind of like... All right, now we get money from every PS4 sale of Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they just kind of have to shrug and go, "Thanks, so- Sony, for giving us some money. Good having you." <laughs> well, speaking of Sony, their PlayStation TV, also known as Vita TV, overseas in Japan, is going to be out on October 14th in the United States. I'm excited for that. 
because it's finally going to be a means for playing most PlayStation Vita games. And with an HDMI output, that means streaming Vita games. Will be easier. It'll, yeah, it'll be <laughs> easier without extensive modifications. Uh, hype for that, hype for streaming Persona 4 Golden, hype for streaming Danganronpa. So essentially, if the game needs, you know, requires tilting or touch elements, there is a master list of Vita games that will be supported by PlayStation TV, which is a $99, you know, just for the system, $139. If you want the system, a DualShock 3, a Lego movie game, and an 8GB memory card. That's 139 as opposed to 99 for just the system itself. Uh, so, oh. yeah, it's going to work like a, a little mini Vita. So if you don't have a Vita yet, and you want to play Vita games without shelling out the more money for the actual Vita, really good option here. I mean, you're playing Vita games, all of the... Uh, PlayStation Network games that are supported, so that would be you know PlayStation Portable games as well. It can also act as a another streaming uh, remote play device for PlayStation 4. So if you want play your PlayStation 4 on another TV, essentially just use the PlayStation TV as a kind of uh, routing point. Mm. So I'm excited to get that one. I'm looking forward to streaming Vita games for you all. That's going to be hype on the Twitch.tv slash Show Me Your News. I'd channel. be more hype if I was in Kansas City. Yeah, that internet. <laughs> what, what happened to that Sony TV that's supposed to be able to play games? Um, that's a good question. I think they're still trying to figure that out along with all their mobile strategies, which they cut a lot of those. All the different what the different Bravia TVs with the the mobile or PlayStation supported built-in. Yeah, it's not yeah. as prevalent, I guess, to a gaming audience. Because it's just a TV, and you have the controller, and you're supposed to be able to play with just that. Is the idea, but maybe we'll see more about that at CES early next year, if anything. Yeah. That seems to be the, the audience that would get that. New 3DS would be something we were excited for, uh, but that is coming out on October 11th in Japan. November 21st in Australia. <laughs> With a twist. Yeah. Let, let's give them a break, to be fair. They normally get everything way after us. And really expensive, too. Their games are crazy expensive. They were restricted for a long time with laws, but yeah, that's the thing that baffles me. It's a PAL system. This was in conjunction with the first Nintendo Direct focused on Australia, so it's it's baffling on all accounts. Because for North America and Europe, the messaging is still wait until next year, early ish next year, spring next year. It seems so dumb to wait till next year. The, you want the, this for Smash, at least. You want this for Smash. You want this for Black Friday and Christmas. Yeah. Unless like, they're going to pull a, a surprise. Like, yeah, it, it I, is. They, it's it's in stores right now. They pretty much have to, because like, I'm looking at this and going, guys, you have the hardware done. You yeah. know, Obviously, you have it ready in the same way that like the Japanese version and the American version are roughly the same spec as far as, you know, frames per second, not PAL or whatever right. like that you want to say. And obviously if your Australia is getting it, then it's already got all the English translation done, so yeah. where's mm. our 3DS? I wonder if it's more of a power issue considering the different ways it has to be plugged in for charging, etc. It uses the same one that the 3DS XL does for the AC adapter. That's the point. So it's questionable. If it does end up being November 21st across the rest of the world, if in some surprise move that they're being very coy about, sweet lord, that's going to be an expensive day. 
Pokemon <laughs> Omega Ruby, uh, Alpha and, Sapphire. And if you want to drop it, that'd be the time to drop it. Would be Smash the Wii U. What it, and and so they're gonna buy a 3DS. They're gonna buy Smash for 3DS and Wii U and the game for Wii U. And if you're a Pokemon fan, well, good luck you and got that it, one too. And Nintendo's trying to get one's money this winter. I don't blame them. Bring <laughs> it like, on. Sounds like they need money. Hyrule Warriors just came out. Bayonetta's coming out. Mm. Bayonetta doing very poorly in Japan. Very surprising. That Though, is... it does seem like the best version of the original Bayonetta game is on Wii U. So, yeah. kudos to that. Just give it more sales. That's weird. It's two games for one. The Blizzard MMO known as Titan has been canceled. Uh, it's been a game that has been in just different dire straits for the last seven years, but it's officially gone and it seems really interesting that people who are have been in the know about it sounds like it was similar in some ways to destiny so bungie may have stolen some fire there either that they were just way too you know they took too long to try and release it and especially when you know destiny published by activision who owns blizzard so you don't Mm. want to really be double dipping in the same kind of game you know Uh, over time so mm, that's very interesting uh, Assassin's Creed Unity got its season pass announced. Uh, you know, news of more campaign levels and uh, kind of additional little game based in the Unity engine, almost like the Tyranny of George Washington. But the biggest news out of it is the addition of Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, where it's a new game, a 2.5D sort of game. It almost looks like it plays a bit like Mark of the Ninja, maybe. Would yeah. be the best comparison. Okay. I was thinking uh, that, or like, kind of the style of NES Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I could see that too. Uh, but the biggest thing, it takes place in China, and it is a female assassin. Because... Yeah, I'm sure that was. There's no no reason why that was done. Like, guys, guys, we we <laughs> no, have to, we have to do the female assassin now. We we can sit and get so much crap about it. Uh, <laughs> Xiao Jun, the name of the the female assassin. Apparently trained by Ezio Auditore. Oh, well, there you go. So, so go figure that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about Destiny, but that uh, got hit by the the bad Metacritic bug of how the industry likes to define its bonuses and success based on Metacritic, which is an awful way of doing business, but that's a yep. whole other topic for another time. Averaging a 77, so apparently according to the different contracts that were drawn up, because it did not reach its mark, a $2.5 million bonus will likely not be awarded to Bungie. Uh, and that's, that's a shame. That just sounds dumb. It's like all around. Apparently that was a, a 90 that it had to hit. Yeah, which is even, like, how do you even do that on Metacritic? It's crazy. It's, it's all really takes difficult is one, to do. All it takes is, like, three people with different tastes to go, ah, it's just another FPS. Uh, it's 40. And three, then yeah, you, three people say, like, yeah, three out of five. Oh, it's a 60. Like, it's, it's crazy. We've heard about before with Fallout New Vegas when they did an 85, or well, they wanted an 85, and they got an 84, and they lost a million-dollar bonus. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's just really dumb. They did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Now, really quickly for the rest of the show here, games out recently, Theatrhythm, Final Fantasy Curtain Call, uh, you know, sequel on the original Theatrhythm. That's a that's a tongue twister right there. Mm. More songs, more characters, more modes on 3DS. Mm. Mentioned D4 earlier on Xbox One by Swery65. D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. 
I have purchased it. I'm looking forward to playing that, and I'll be streaming that eventually. E4, 3D, Dream Drop Distance, Dark Dream Don't Die. <laughs> D, 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 Disney Infinity 2.0 Marvel superheroes. Uh, you know, <laughs> expanding that platform to the newer generation of systems. FIFA 15, it, it's more FIFA. I don't think there's any you know controversy embroiled in like there was with NHL and how they crippled the modes in that one. Take things. Yeah. <laughs> and Just Dance Now is apparently out. Oh. Because, uh, okay, that was a surprise. Who cares? Because Hyrule Warriors is out. Hyrule Warriors is out. Do watch the completionist review of Hyrule Warriors, because he completed that game over two weeks and put in, like, 246 hours, which was an average of 11 hours a day. Uh, that's an amazing review. Kudos to Gerard. What? Amazing, amazing work. I need to finish watching those. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So... I, I, I like Hyrule Warriors. I think it's it's a very pretty game, and I think it looks like a lot of fun if you're playing it. But when you just like, I, I watch people play it a lot on Twitch nowadays. Mm, okay. Um, and I don't know. There's just the, there's parts that keep repeating, like the rupee noises and stuff like that. Especially when you're defeating a lot of enemies. I think that maybe they could have toned that down slightly, but right. it's just really, really tiny nitpicking things. You know, overall, it looks like such a fun game to do. And I'm just gonna nickname Princess Ruto the Fishwife. <laughs> We're just gonna go with that. Fish waifu. Fish waifu. <laughs> I want to go and buy the game. I should probably do so. Hmm. You should do actually. I th- I think you'd have a hell of a lot of fun on it. Has anyone here played it before yet? Nope. Um. I don't have a Wii U. Though the demo is out in different retail stores, so. Uh, I should go and go get it. I I probably should have done it before this. And then you can do the season pass for twenty bucks. You get. More characters, more skins, more maps, and if you do the season pass as opposed to the DLC separately, you get a Dark Link skin. So, there's that. I wish you could play as Only Link, though. That would have been awesome. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Very quickly, what have you been playing these past couple weeks, Miles? Project M! And <laughs> some of the demo, but Project M! <laughs> Just basically, it's... I mean, no games had come out until Hyrule Warriors, and, you know, I was too busy with the two different tournaments, uh, one after another, that, you know, I couldn't go out and get Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. I just got home since Hyrule Warriors, you know, came out, so. And you gotta uh, gear up for Big House 4. Yeah, I gotta gear up for Big House 4. So I probably won't even play Hyrule Warriors this week. Spinjas, come week. meet up with us at Big House 4. We can't stress it enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as you've spectated. Yes. Best. Wah. Uh, Ninja Link, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Theor Rhythm. I've been well, yeah. I had a sense of Japanese one, but I kept playing. So I've been, of course, going through the Smash 4 stuff. I was playing Undernight in Birth, which is a new fighting game on PS3. What is it called? I haven't heard of this one. And Undernight in Birth. Undernight. Uh, have you, you heard uh, of Melty Blood? Yeah. It's uh, the same, uh, same company. Okay. Oh. New fighting game by them. It's a very solid fighting game. I suggest everyone try it. <laughs> um, you have to make a... Hong Kong account or a Japanese account, whichever. But Hong mm. Kong is cheaper. And, oh, I was trying to finish off Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Oh, okay. Tutorials. Tutorials. <laughs> tutorials. <In the> beginning. <laughs> giant screw thing. You just learned a giant screw move. Maybe that has something to do with that. <laughs> and then they walk off the screen and you're like, alright, I can start playing. And then they run back on the screen and go, you know, you might be able to... I know! <laughs> I know I can do the thing. 
<laughs> he probably sounds like Aaron right now. Shut up, I don't need you. If I was Aaron and playing this game, literally the entire kingdom of Pilo Island would be chloroformed and lying down. They all just need to hush. Uh, everyone will be going to sleep. Rachel, what are you playing? Uh, a few games. First off, I've completed Pokemon X. So I got really sad because I wanted to play it more, and I didn't. That's a good <laughs> game. But to replace that, I've been recently doing a link, a link Between Worlds, which I picked up. And at first I thought, low rule and high rule. Ooh, that sounds bad. It's so fun. Yes, <laughs> it is. I love it. It just reminds me so much of a Link to the Past. They've ripped a lot of stuff from Link to the Past, mm-hmm. but it works. Yes. A lot of the secrets have carried over of yeah. things hiding in the world. It was originally supposed to be a remake, but they made it a sequel instead. It does yeah. feel like it could have been a remake, to be fair. Yeah. So I yeah. think they've done it really, really, really well. And I'm definitely going to be playing through that a lot more. I'm about to start collecting myself some sage paintings. And then a little bit today, me and Pete were playing Portal 2 co-op. That was we fun. We were. That was a good time. And and we accidentally went into the additional missions instead of carrying on with the normal missions. and yeah, got stuck going, to, with- going to the DLC maps first, and we're just like... This is, like, really difficult. What happened to the difficulty spike? And then, like, oh, yeah, we didn't go where it said one. <laughs> we just, like, oh, hey, we can go over here. Make some portal. Whoop. <laughs> kind of use, like, the more difficult technique to, you know, yeah, use portals to get in the new rooms instead of just walking on the path to go to where it says one. But where's the yeah. fun? <laughs> it was interesting. We were stuck at, a like, the second map for, like, 30 minutes before, like, Wait, this isn't where we're supposed to be. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it, really. That's so, in addition to Portal Two, as you mentioned, uh, been I right, beat Danganronpa Two: Goodbye Despair. Very, very good. Uh, it got super crazy at the end. Like, I kind of like the earlier chapters from the first game better, and the end is very good in the first one, but. This one did a lot of really cool things. I mean, some some tropes, certainly, uh, but it got really crazy. And there's like there's one big spoiler twist that really just it flips the whole thing on its head, and it's it's great. Love it. Uh, so uh, more enjoyable characters in the second one than the first one. So games I do recommend playing if you get a Vita. Or if you get a Vita TV, do play Danganronpa games. I mean, you like that Ace Attorney gameplay, some investigation. You get some dark themes like in Zero Escape. You get some social links like in Persona. Those those games, amazing story. Just so good. Connect Sports Rivals blows. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just frustrating <laughs> as hell. Like The Connect is maybe a little better, but it doesn't break the whole idea of it's not that accurate. Especially when your lighting is not as ideal for Connect. So, meh. Oh, yeah. Let's quickly wrap up with our YouTube video recommendations. What is yours, Miles? My YouTube video recommendations aren't a whole lot of things. Remember when I clued you guys in on that game metal guy? Yes. I have been spending a lot of time in his other videos. So, uh, this time I'm going to cheat a little bit and just say... If you haven't already, please check him out. He's not very popular on YouTube right now. He's only got a few thousand views mm-hmm. for his videos, and he yeah. puts a lot of time and effort into those. So 
please check him out. Johnny Etma is his channel name. And he's done a lot. Of, like all of his all the videos are colored in red. Uh, as for thumbnails, all of his new posts since he started his new channel are in blue. And it's just really amazing, good sounding stuff. Ninja Link, aside from your channel, which everyone should check out if they're hyped for Smash 4, do you have a YouTube video that everyone recommends? Um, recently, I was watching a Ace Attorney Let's Dub project. Hmm. Uh, the account is Tyranny, T Y R A N E E, and he pretty much dubs a bunch of different games. Dog and Ropa is also one of those games. Oh, cool. So he did a dub for Ace Attorney 3. He's also doing Dual Destinies, and I think there's one other game. Oh, Apollo Justice he does. Oh, yeah. Nice. Rachel. I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of YouTube poops recently, like the Cookie Monster and Kermit. Kermit Shaw and Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the Ladder Monster as well. Uh, it's not an orange. Um, I've really not been watching anything new. I've just been watching things I know make me just giggle. Really, I'm being really boring with my YouTube recently. So, go watch some YouTube poops and try and make sense of them. Ooh, Hyrule dating videos. Watch that. Hyrule dating videos. Yeah, it's a YouTube poop. It's made with the CDI characters. Oh. Um, oh. So, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> There's a couple of them, actually, so I'd recommend finding those. Okay. I recommend from Djibouti Dubs, J-A-B-O-O-D-Y, Sticky Buddy Dub. Doing a dub over an infomercial for the Sticky Buddy, which is kind of like this little roller with these spikes that can you know, pick up things and uh Thank God you just explained what that was. Yeah. 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 So, so sticky buddy. He's like uh, if you want to get like, you know, hair out of different parts of your carpet or whatever around stairs, this little roller with that says a sticky material would help you get that out and Djibouti dubs does good work overall. So sticky buddy dub. And if you ever want to know what the hell I'm talking about half the time, I would also recommend watching the cloak. The cloak? Yes. I'm going to give you no context for this, because there's no context for it. <laughs> Check in our show notes for The Cloak. Okay. And well, that's about all we have to cover on today's show. A bit longer than usual, but it's good. And that Smash talk, we, we need that hype. I mean, that Smash? That Smash, though. <laughs> it's only a week away, and I can't wait to get it with my t-shirt and my sweatband. Oh, you British pre-order bonuses. <laughs> I'll be wearing that proudly in bed whilst I sleep. We got nothing. No. no. I, th- I think I'm going to get mm. the game digitally, now that I think about it. I'm getting the full... I'm, I paid, I'm already down to the $100 GameCube controller. And... Oh, well, you Smash Wii U, yes, but I'm thinking the yeah. 3DS in less than a week. I mean, I want it digitally oh. so I can have that with me and then whatever I've other no card space for that. along with it. Yeah, you got to get a, a good... I don't know. SD card. I think that would be better as a cartridge. I don't know why. Hmm. In case, you know, you want to pass to somebody to help unlock some more custom moves. <laughs> I suppose that's true with what you've been doing. But Ninja Link, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight. Everyone, please do go check out his videos. We worked a lot on them, and they're, they're pretty very good. valuable. Yeah, they're great. So thank you for, for joining us today. All right, no problem. It was, it was lovely to meet here. you. Same here. All right. <laughs> So, with that, I am Yoko. I'm Solaroth. 
I'm Evie. And I am Ninja Link. We're out. Thanks for listening. Smash hype! Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me the news! Yeah, they gotta have the new videos bundle Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter sells everything over there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy over there. I, I wish it was more popular over here, though. I mean, I, I tried it. It wasn't really for me, but I could see how yeah. people really like it. Monster Hunter is a game you cannot give 10 minutes. Like, it, it's confusing for everyone at first. Yeah. Like, when I first played it on PSP, I was like, where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I in this house? And I, I just go. Like, and I, I just go. like... I was like, eh, screw it. And then when the Wii one came out, Someone showed me it. I was like, "Oh, it all makes sense now." So I just played it since. Because they've been playing it since the first one on PS2. Oh, okay. So I was like, "Oh, I was like, yeah, you can't get that game ten minutes." And the demo really sucks at teaching you how to play. That's probably my drawback then. That's that's the thing everyone says. Like the demo sucks. Yeah, even to play it, I'm like, yeah, that's part of me. Well, I probably should have never played the demo. Yeah, no, like you can play the demo, but someone has to tell you how things work. Because the game can't. Yeah. Like, when you play the real game, it's to explain stuff, but the demo, it just, oh, here's a cool, like, it's cool that it has all the weapons in it, but it doesn't tell you how things work exactly. Mm-hmm. And even then, there's a lot of internal workings of the game that's, like, for, uh, damage formulas and stuff. Mm, yeah. It makes it really interesting. But it's like, you have to have someone tell you.